Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shipley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based on the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year, primarily the first pairing, which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. The second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of the same psalm within this series. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the texts of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer are derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible, of 1539 and not the King James Version. This is because by the time the King James Version was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the English people who had heard it read in services for over 70 years, that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter, but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture. Podcast listeners are encouraged to visit the Father Ron's blog page on the AIC website on which I have posted for this episode an illuminated page from Psalm 73 in the Bohan Psalter and ours. Please note that there is a difference in numbering between Jerome's Vulgate Bible and the version used since the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. In the Vulgate version, Psalm 8 and Psalm 9 are a single psalm, which makes all the psalms from Psalm 10 to Psalm 150 off by one number. For example, Psalm 73 in today's reading in the Book of Common Prayer is Psalm 72 in the Vulgate. Coverdale provided a helpful transition by including each psalm's opening words in Latin, a practice which is still used in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. For more on Trinity season, the longest season on the Anglican Church calendar, watch the AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, The Teaching Season, which includes its history and its place on the church calendar, including the possibilities for the lengthening and shortening of the season based upon the date of Easter and the date of First Sunday in Advent. The series is presented in nine episodes, each of which is linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The psalm appointed for first Sunday after Trinity is Psalm 73, a long 28-verse psalm. Its first words in Vulgate Latin are quam bonus Israel. Truly God is loving unto Israel, even unto such as are of a clean heart. Nevertheless, my feet were almost gone, my treadings had well nigh slipped, and why? I was grieved at the wicked. I do also see the ungodly in such prosperity, for they are in no peril of death, but are lusty and strong. They come to no misfortune like other folks, neither are they plagued like other men. 
and this is the cause that they are so holden with pride, and cruelty covereth them as a garment. Their eyes swell with fatness, and they do even what they lust. They corrupt other, and speak of wicked blasphemy. Their talking is against the Most High. For they stretch forth their mouth unto the heaven, and their tongue goeth through the world. Therefore fall the people into them, and thereout suck out they no small advantage. Tush, they say, how should God perceive it? Is their knowledge of the Most High? Lo, these are the ungodly. These prosper in the world, and these have riches in possession. And I said, Then have I cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. All the day long I have been punished and chastened every morning. Yea, and I had almost said, Even as they, but lo, then should I have condemned the generation of thy children. Then thought I, to understand this, but it was too hard for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood the end of these men, namely, how thou dost set them in slippery places, and castest them down, and destroyest them. Oh, how suddenly do they consume, perish, and come to a fearful end! Yea, even like as a dream when one waketh, awaketh, so shalt thou make their image to vanish out of the city. Thus my heart was grieved, and it went even through my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant, even as it were a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am alway by thee, for thou hast holden me on my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and after that receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire in comparison of thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that forsake thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that are unfaithful unto thee. But it is good for me to hold fast by God, to put my trust in the Lord and to speak of all thy works in the gates of the daughter of Sion. Psalm 73 is the first psalm of Book 3 in the traditional division of the psalms. It is also the first of 11 psalms credited to the sons of Asaph, being Zachor, Joseph, Nethaniah, and Azariah. One of the themes of Psalm 73 is the psalmist's concern that the ungodly are prospering at the expense of the righteous. That's found in verses 3b through verse 9. The division into the ungodly and the righteous repeats the classification of mankind into two ways in Psalm 1. In verse 11, the psalmist addresses God by one of his Hebrew titles, most High, which is El Alyon in Hebrew. They ask if he knows this is happening. After a litany of disappointments in verses 12 through 16, the psalmist answers his own question in verse 17, Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood I the end of these men. 
God will judge them who have fallen into the trap. The psalmist laments his, quote, foolish and, quote, ignorant pleading in verse 22 and expresses faith in God as, quote, the strength of my heart in verse 26 and reaffirms his faith, this time using another Hebrew title of God, Lord God, in verse 28. Here in verse 28, the title of God is in small caps, a symbol of the unspeakable name of God, traditionally indicated by the Hebrew tetragrammaton YHWH. Note that the word Lord is not in small caps. The city, in verse 20, refers to Jerusalem. The psalmist's confession of his understanding in verse 16 is a reminder of the Christian view that humanity can only understand the mystery of God's plan through his revelation as revealed in Scripture and not through any act of human reasoning. In the Eastern Church tradition in the Divine Liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, the faithful are reminded in the pre-gospel prayer which petitions God to, quote, enlighten our hearts and, quote, open our minds to understand. These are also the words of an ancient pre-study prayer used in the Eastern Church tradition and by some Anglicans. Psalm 73, probably inspired by the psalmist's disillusionment followed by reaffirmation, is used in the Anglican Missal reading for Maundy Thursday, a day of deep sorrow for things to come and worry about a future as yet unredeemed by his death upon the cross and by his resurrection. For more on the early church understanding of several important doctrines, words, and phrases used in this podcast, see the entries in Layman's Lexicon, an AIC bookstore publication, for Almighty, God, Godly, Lord, Monday, Thursday, Righteous-slash-Righteousness, Resurrection, Vulgate, and Yahweh. For more on the Two Ways Understanding found in Psalm 1, see Part 3 in our bookstore publication, Christian Spirituality and Anglican Perspective. For a listing of every use of Psalm 74 in the Book of Common Prayer, see the entry for Psalm 74 in the Prayer Book Psalter History Text and Commentary, which also includes in the introduction an explanation of the different classes of psalms and at the back of the book a glossary of every person, place, or event mentioned in the Psalter. The first reading for First Sunday after Trinity is Jeremiah 23, verses 23 to 32, the prophet's record of God's condemnation of false prophets. The second reading is Matthew 7, verses 13 to 14 and 21 to 29, which includes Jesus' reference to the narrow gate of heaven in the first, in the first group and his reference to the fate of houses built on a foundation of sand in the second. Jeremiah is the subject with illustrations of part two, chapter two, in our bookstore publication, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament. The reading from Psalm 7 is discussed and illustrated in another AIC bookstore publication, The Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated in chapter 7. The closing prayer is the Collect for First Sunday after Trinity, 
which was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer from the Gelasian Sacramentary for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in Thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without Thee, grant us the help of Thy grace, that in keeping Thy commandments we may please Thee, both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.